After 32 years, 9 months, 2 weeks, and 2 days on this earth, I have finally decided to come out. Henceforth, I now identify as the, she, and it. That's right, folks. I am the shit. The mainstreaming of mental illness and sexual deviancy has been an exercise in futility. Marriages are expiring faster and at a higher frequency than ever before. Subsequently, familiar bonds are being broken at an unprecedented rate. More broken homes and single-parent families means that children are not being afforded the focus and attention required to produce well-rounded human beings. As a result, the internet and peer groups have become an even more integral source of influence. As parents busy themselves navigating split homes, new relationships, and their careers, it is no wonder that the radicalization and indoctrination of their children is often occurring behind closed doors and without their consent. Before you know it, little Timmy's allyship progresses into full-on participation. Timmy becomes a cross-dressing 11-year-old named Tina with they-them pronouns and a new fond affini affinity for their best friend Tom. How did we get here? Well, you'll soon find out. Join us on this episode as we spell out the alphabet from lesbian to two-spirit asterisk and every made-up gender in between. Happy Super Straight Pride Month, y'all, and welcome back to the 13th Hour. First, I'd like to announce to our based viewers that the 13th Hour is now officially a podcast and not just a YouTube show. It took Mystery Lady nearly a year, but she has finally got us onto Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. We can also be watched on Rumble and Odyssey, and our viewers can interact with us on Instagram or Twitter. The links to all of these platforms are in the description section of the episode or can be found on our YouTube banner. Please subscribe to us on as many of these platforms as possible. We are a small podcast fighting the good fight for truth, humor, and personal responsibility. Subscribe to us and don't miss out on future content. We're back, baby. I would say this is part two. Part one was uh, last, or earlier in the week, when we did uh, radical gender theory. This is kind of just an extension of that. We're going deep in, in dark places. I'll go deep. You'll skim the surface. It's probably for the best just I to stay on the, the periphery. Sides. <laughs> <laughs> Dominate those sides. We'll come from all angles. So, that sounds just, right. Just like the pedophiles. <laughs> oh, jeez. Ooh. All the angles. Uh, so, yeah, this is uh, Pride Month. And if you haven't been uh, made aware by every uh, Western corporation changing their logo to the rainbow. You know... I already had pride in being super straight. Nobody had to tell me That's to not be allowed. proud. You can't do that. <laughs> you bigot. Super straight. You're already born straight. You don't get an additional. I, I'm so straight. Here, here's the thing, though. Maximum straightness. O originally, it was, uh, I guess, it was the LGBT and pride and everything was for those who were on the outside of the societal norm 
mm-hmm. but now I think it would be uh, an argument. There's an argument to be made that those who identify as super straight are now on the outside looking in. Uh, I would agree with that. Yeah, I think that's what's happening because of the bigotry. Is that what they? Is that what we're supposed to say? Is it we supposed to be calling it bigotry? Do yeah. you refer to yourself as super straight unironically? Because I just find it funny. I, I'm straight. <laughs> I I'm uh, it is on it's ironic and unironically simultaneously, that's the power of super straightness. I mean, like, it's like hate speech doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. So why would super straightness? I, I would I would I would say these days, most yo- young men, young boys have probably had some sort of uh, gay experience, and I think it's probably. When you, you you enter into the realm of super straight, where you haven't had that that mo- momentary lapse of judgment. That's right. You're not just straight, but you've avoided everything else your entire life. Yeah, all that influence and social contagion, which I wanted to open the podcast with, L- leads you to that super straightness. So there was an explosive Ivy League study, which has been repressed for finding transgender kids may be a social contagion really yes i haven't heard of this well uh, welcome to the 13th hour where we uh dig deep and we find the news that is repressed on google the repression algorithm uh worked great (laughs) (laughs) this time it got you (laughs) yeah wow (laughs) amazing so reading from the federalist um Rapid onset gender dysphoria among teens and young adults may be a social contagion linked with having friends who identify as LGBT and an identity politics peer culture. And an increase in internet use, um, which the study from Brown University professor found this month. The study was quickly yanked from Brown's news releases after a transgender activist freedom frenzy and the journal it, journal it was published in um, reconsidered the publication. There is a parent and researcher-driven petition to stand behind the publication of the first study to look in detail at rapid-onset gender dysphoria. The study is authored by Lisa Littman, a behavior and social sciences professor at Brown and an OBGYN, whose publications are mainly in reproductive health and abortion. That's interesting. Uh, Here is the phenomenon that caused her to conduct the study and learn more. Parents have described clusters of gender dysphoria outbreaks occurring in pre-existing friend groups with multiple or even all members of a friend group becoming gender dysphoric and transgender identified in a pattern that seems statistically unlikely based on previous research. Parents describe a process of immersion in social media, such as binge-watching YouTube transition videos and excessive use of Tumblr. I would also probably add TikTok in that category. Mm-hmm. Um, immediately preceding their child becoming gender dysphoric. These descriptions are atypical for the presentation of gender dysphoria described in the research literature. Hmm. I'll go more in depth uh, as to what uh, the stats are. But uh, at face value, this is a very interesting observation that this probably left-leaning professor uh, made. Who could have ever seen this coming, that children are highly impressionable? Love to follow the herd. 
So you mean they can't choose their gender at two? No, they they can't choose anything at two. They're that, children. Th- that didn't make the cut in this episode, but um, that Fox News uh, report of was a two-year-old choosing their gender in California. Mm-hmm. A two-year-old. Yeah, and that was on Fox. Two. At two years old, I was. I might have had an invisible friend. Yeah, I mean, you probably still have an invisible friend, but. Well, yeah, I probably see them better now, though. But to think two years old where language is basically single or like a handful of words together, oftentimes not making any coherent sense. like vivid memories of being one, two and three years old and like there's nothing Mm -hmm. like there's nothing like you got visions and maybe even like the odd thought of what I was thinking at the time. But there's nothing there. You basically just exist at that age, right? Yeah, yeah, 100%. You're not like your cognitive faculties aren't there. Like yet. you're learning. Yeah, you're learning for sure. But like there's you're, nothing there. Yeah, you're not like there's no deep learning. There's also like right. the sense of self doesn't exist yet. Right. Like the sense of self is definitely something that's also learned or discovered. And nobody at two years old. I mean, I barely even knew what the fuck was going on at 16. So between the ages of two and three. Most children uh, speak in two and three word phases and use 200 to as many as 1,000 words. Oh, wow. So so 200 to 1,000 words, but you know you're the wrong gender. 200 words, you're ready to post on on Twitter, though. So, I mean. (laughs) Fuck, 1,000 words, you might have male and female in there. (laughs) (laughs) If if you're lucky, or variations of it, like (laughs) mom and dad. But, uh, yeah, this is obviously this idea they had had the the slippery slope for this whole thing mm-hmm. was when uh was was when the homosexual community leaned on the i was born this way yes right that's a good point and by 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 making your own choices something that's beyond you know like something that you could decide to do, they've uh, absolved themselves, mm-hmm. right? Not not that, I mean, you have to absolve yourself of homosexuality, whatever, but you've introduced something into, you know, the cultural psyche that makes people believe that you are something beyond your immutable characteristics that are obvious to see that you were born with. I was born with this. And so they're also trying to use this for the transgender community to promote that kids are born transgender. But a kid isn't born anything like that. Like kids are born genetically, Mm -hmm. right? And they have a set of hormones and they're either male or female. But everything else about a child isn't something that uh, is predisposed because of some other, like I said, other than genetics, your personality is not determined. Your self-determination's not born like that. Those are learned traits, which is why sexuality and even, for example, say you're you're straight, you're super straight, right? Mm-hmm. But a lot of people learn what they like. If you're exposed, say you know you're exposed to more brunette women and stuff, you might grow up to have a preference for brunette women, or you know blonde women, whatever. Uh, women with, you know, big boobs, 
tall women, short women. There's a lot that goes into it uh, of what you are exposed to, how you're interacting with stuff when you're a kid. And a lot of these things become learned. They're not like automatically, you're not predisposed. Most things that we become aren't, they, they attempted to, uh, or there's a lot of people that believes a lot of what you are is genetically determined and maybe physically that's true but your mental and emotional state and who you are is just it's has a lot to do with being how you're brought up um another thing i wanted to uh include in that is we've taken something with that is sexual deviancy and we've normalized it uh, when it comes to being gay, for example, the way I've kind of come to understand it, it's most likely probably a fetish fetishized behavior that has persisted and manifested into becoming some sort of sexual identity. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, it's they also do, like a lot of people, if you look th- at the statistics, they have some sort of traumatic incident at a young age right where they become sexually confused because their uncle inappropriately touched them for example yeah there's that there's a lot of that like trauma causes deviations in people uh and obviously there could be some medical reasons for a lot of things that are going on um vaccines maybe not the covid vaccines those ones just kill you but uh actually that's not true they're safe and effective um (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but, you know, like there's there's a lot of factors that this is the thing when I talk about, like, we don't have a lot of data on this stuff. There's so many factors that go into the development of human beings. And a lot of those factors we don't account for. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. They're kind of just ignored. Mm-hmm. And uh, a spellmaster has a lot of um, a lot of experience in, with like the gay community and stuff. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Like, do you think it's something that they're born with or something that's caused? Uh, well, I mean, I've been brought to the attention of an MRI that was done or an MRI study that shows that there's an actual physical difference in homosexual men versus heterosexual men. So I would always want to lean towards that. But I would also want to gain more understanding because I've never read through it. Mm-hmm. This is information that was passed on to me which also goes on to further say that homosexuality is apparently a choice in women, but not men. So I think that's also an interesting interesting thing. That's an interesting thing to be highlighted. But obviously, like I said, I haven't looked into it too much. But um, I, I also was, this goes pretty dark, I would say, molested at a young age and by a man. And I don't think that that led me towards any sort of homosexual deviancy, mm-hmm. but I do. It definitely created some deviancy in me at a young age, mm-hmm. for sure, where I became sexually active with other young women as a young earlier boy. than you yeah, probably right, would have right, expected. Yeah, yeah. yeah, which I which I think probably is a naturally occurring thing in young humans. But. But I mean, I have my only only my experiences to go on right. and mm-hmm. I would say that based on my experiences they were pretty pretty in depth and, and more in depth than I ever want to envision or, or envision children doing in the modern time or ever. You know, that's an interesting observation about uh, women versus men hom- like homosexual women and I mean we have personal experience with this that homosexual women are choosing to be homosexual 
but then they can also just choose to go back to being yep. straight, yep. right? Yeah. yeah, like it's like it's just well, something that I, they I think that's probably a lot of the social contagion element of the, of the situation. Yeah, women are probably more susceptible to it um, in that regard, and more. Uh, how would you say they are more uh, emotionally manipulated? <laughs> well, yeah, they're but they're more also likely to conform out of safety. Like, they're they're more likely to be attracted to someone based on the emotional pull, right? No, but there's an interesting thing here where women. Like internally, a woman understands that she's just making a choice, right? Whereas, like with men, uh, a man is more likely to say, "I was born homosexual," mm-hmm. right? Whereas women, who are bisexual, just choose. And so, there's something about the female experience in in that arena that is fundamentally different, right? Because they either they're more free with the idea, maybe more, you could say they're more liberated, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's something about them that allows them to play both sides of the fence with no drawbacks and, and not necessarily leaning on the, I was born this way. Oh, it's angle. just like a game. It's like a game. They're gaming it somehow. Yeah, maybe that's possible, but it's interesting that there is a fundamental difference there, which also suggests strangely enough that men and women are different. That men and women are fundamentally <laughs> <Yeah>. different. <Yep. laughs> The bigotry uh, <laughs> continues. What an asshole I am! <laughs> it, it it does not know any bounds. <laughs> well, we're talking about uh, nothing related to that, but it mm-hmm. seems to sneak in every now and then. I know that. It's just uh, what can you do, man? Sometimes reality just got to hit you. Okay, let's wrap up the study here, though. Um, the study offers insight into how gender dysphoria seems to develop among those who declare it suddenly. Among the children studied, 59% identify as heterosexual prior to expressing gender dysphoria. This is disproportionately high percentage of non-heterosexual kids, 41%. Although homosexuality and especially lesbian activity is highly fluid and tends to dissipate, especially for teens and females. And here's the the kicker of it all. 87% of the children studied became gender dysphoric after friends did after increasing their time online or both. Now, here's a question. Can we call that gender dysphoria then? Well, it's manifesting in that way, but the, what actually is going on it's is... not like, gender dysphoria. No, you're wanting to fit in with your peer yeah. group. So, I mean, I mean, I know they don't have, or maybe it hasn't been invented yet, like a way to quantify it. So we just defer to gender dysphoria because it's on the surface the the symptoms yes and the manifestation is yes. the same yes but what's going on the is catalyst is different right and this kind of ties into my intro where i talked about parents not really parenting at the same level with mm-hmm. the same amount of input they once had and now peer groups have kind of filled that void mm-hmm. and one of the most prominent peer groups and online presences is the lgbt community Mm-hmm. So it makes sense that they seem to have the the eyes and ears of young children at an unprecedented rate. Yeah, it's a very interesting uh, turn of events that this is like like what they call a social contagion. But I believe, but also Jordan Peterson has a good word, or is it no Elon Musk has a good word for it, uh, the mind virus. Mm-hmm. Like almost like it spreads like a real virus. Well, and it's also coming from, let's look at the areas it's coming from, right? Mm-hmm. You got school, right? You got... Oh, every institution. Yeah, yeah you, even churches, right? Because there's lots of churches yeah, now. Yeah, a lot of them sold out. That sold out, right? You got all the major corporations. 
you got academia, um, you got, and then so you got uh, well, your, government. Your, your, the government. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's another one. Here's something too that I find interesting. So, the the prevailing scientific wisdom is that mind viruses don't exist, social contagions don't exist, or at least our understanding of them is that they're fundamentally different than what we're seeing. However, there is multiple times throughout human history where this type of stuff has existed and has spread, has spread as though it was a real disease. Now, it's not a real disease. And I don't know if you've either of you have heard of like the dancing disease. There was a period of time in, I believe it was Europe, where a town started dancing and they couldn't control themselves. Never heard of that. And people, as more people encountered it, they they caught it. There's also like a laughing disease where it's, now they say it's all psychological, but how does it spread and why do other people mm-hmm. catch it? it? It's a very interesting phenomenon, almost like it's being repeated or some might say weaponized mm-hmm. in the modern age. Yeah, at the very least, it's brainwashing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and these young kids are obviously the most susceptible to mm-hmm. it because their minds haven't fully developed and they're unable to think for themselves. And a lot of cases, their parents aren't there to guide them. There is, in fact, there is something about being in a group that too, or yeah. a mob or whatever where you are... Mm. It's like mob mentality. Right? Yeah, yeah. Mob mentality is a real thing. Uh, and I've experienced it personally. Oh, is it more follow the herd, I think, than mob? Well, oh, with this, yeah. But I mean, like, like the 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 phenomenon that if you take an individual and place them in a group of other individuals, but say that you know the you know you have ten to one, but those not those other ten people are doing something specific. Uh, maybe they're robbing a store, or they're bullying an old man or something. That that single individual will be more likely to just go along with it regardless of whether it's against their like moral or ethical principles right and there's something about that that there's like uh, i know that there's a fun they, they have a name for it it's whatever it's like uh justification via mm, group or something like that because people will see a group doing something and this explains like nazi germany as well mm-hmm. they'll see a group of people doing something and they'll believe there's a more moral justification automatically for it because the Why would know, ten people be beating the shit out of one? Yeah, exactly, right. And so it, it becomes one of those things, but it's it's a real, it's obviously a real phenomenon, and we've seen it multiple times throughout history. Mm-hmm. And you got to wonder, is this is the modern infestation? Say it's LGBTQ. Is this an organic, naturally occurring thing, or is this something that's engineered? Uh, it's probably both. Could be both, yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's it's been ramped up to like thirteen. <laughs> of course, it's thirteen. <laughs> of course. I wanted to briefly touch on the history of Pride, and so we can kind of see where it started and now where it's at now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in the early hours of June twenty eighth, nineteen sixty nine, <laughs> New York State Police raided the Stonewall Inn a gay club located in Greenwich Village in New York City. The raid sparked a ride among bar patrons and neighborhood residents as police roughly hauled employees and patrons out of the bar. 
The Stonewall riots, which ensued, served as a catalyst of the gay rights movement in the U.S. and around the world. On June 28, 1970, on the one-year anniversary of the Stonewall uprising, the first Pride marches were held in New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago. Thousands of LGBT plus gathered to commemorate Stonewall and demonstrate for equal rights. Today, LGBT Pride events are held annually in June to honor the Stonewall riots. However, it is likely that most of the alphabet people couldn't tell you why Pride is held in June and do not know its origin story. Hmm. So from fighting for gay rights um, to celebrating promiscuity, the LGBT has come certainly a long way and they've evolved over the years. In recent years, criticism of the annual Pride Parade has increased due to a newfound emphasis on sex and fetishized behaviors. Since children are permitted to attend these functions, it is logical to question how viewing perverted acts and adult nudity at parades differs from that of strip clubs. The LGBTQ community insists that immoral actions at the parade are rare and that it is uh, existent, uh, centers around I- its existence centers around fighting for human rights. However, recent news would probably put us pointing in a different direction. You don't have a human right to be naked in front of a child. That's for fucking sure. So, yeah, like, I guess it it started initially as they wanted equal rights. So I guess I guess marriage is probably one of the big things. They wanted that sort of acceptance from society. Um, And now that they've gotten that. They've progressed into wanting just to be absolute perverted douchebags. Yeah, and this is also why uh, this is lack of foresight in lawmaking. But rights should have been defined as adult human, adult humans, right? You have the right; an adult human has a right to marry another mm-hmm. adult human. You know, adult humans, whatever, everything, labor force rights, civil rights, all should have just been adult humans. Marriage isn't a goddamn human right anyway. No, it's not. Most of these things aren't human rights. Well, that's the thing is they've they've. Uh, they framed it as though X is a human right when it's not a human right. Like it's not a right. You have the freedom to do it, Mm -hmm. but you, the state doesn't have any sort of uh, mandate or uh, they're not compelled to allow you to do it or protect your ability to do it. Right. And so this is, um, it's, I will say this though, it's a smart framing device by the leftists mm-hmm. to claim that everything that they want to do is some form of human right, even if it's not. Well, they don't really have any guiding principles to dictate what is a human right and what isn't. Mm-hmm. They're flying from the seat of their pants and they're just making it up as they go. So in doing so, by not having like a religious uh, doctrine to adhere to, they can just do whatever the hell they want and claim that it is essential to their life and liberty and pursuit of happiness. Mm-hmm. And it's also, um, one, I guess one, one of the prevailing issues is that they, without the guiding, some sort of guiding principle, it doesn't even have to be religion, but it's gotta be something. It always seems like they're always moving the goalposts to encompass. This is why it's a slippery slope cliff analogy. The goalposts are always moving further and further away, mm-hmm. which is why there's never like an end game. Well, you have to hand it to them in some regards because 
they do adhere to the value of progression quite admirably. They yeah. progress at any cost. And now we're at the point, as we'll see in the news, where nudity and sex, uh, sexual, maybe not overtly sexual, but sexu acts with sexual um, components to it are being done in front of children. And the police and authorities are now turning a blind eye because it's kind of like Mardi Gras. It's like what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. It's, it's been normalized too much. Yeah. Uh, and progressivism itself is, uh, again, this is another thing that's been weaponized. We've gone over this before. The term progressivism or being progressive is has been framed automatically as something that's good mm -hmm. or virtuous. Yeah. However, you can't be progressive in all situations at all times. Mm -hmm. Some things you don't want to. What if you've already reached the pinnacle of something? You can't progress past it in any sort of progression on it would likely destabilize it or destroy it mm -hmm. um so that's a, another good framing device that they've adopted they say progressive and people just automatically think oh that's great should we get in s into some of that progression now uh, sure all right so article number one from the washington compost proud boys disrupt drag queen reading event prompting hate crime probe hate crime is the dumbest thing ever roughly 25 miles from san francisco across east bay the san lorenzo library was hosting drag queen story hour when a group of five men interrupted the event and began hurling homophobic and transphobic insults at attendees including the drag performer known as panda dolce says officials hold on did you say hobophobic like like homophobic oh i thought you said hobophobic i'm like wait a second is Ho that are they against hobos now <laughs> no i'm hobophobic though. <laughs> i'll admit to that uh they said who bought the who brought the tranny it's a groomer it's a pedophile why do you bring your kids to this event on monday detectives were still investigating they were expected to hand over any evidence to the district attorney who will determine whether hate crime charges should be brought against the proud boys a far-right group with a history of violence. Oh, my Lord. What's a hate crime? Do they have a history of violence? No, they don't. Uh, I mean, they've been to f in fights. I don't they, know. They how fought the anti -fight, Yeah, how yeah. the fight started. But there's there's obviously two parties in a physical combat. Yeah. But I, I, the interesting part is that whenever the Washington Compost talks about Antifa, they never mention their history of burning shit down. Well, the BLM riots yeah. would be probably at the top of that list. That's very interesting. Uh, okay, but what's a hate crime? Also, and all I'm seeing is like factually based comments. Everything there Who is protected under the First the Amendment. Tranny? Yeah. Well, they are trannies. It's a groomer. Well, yeah, they are doing sexually. A drag queen is not necessarily a transgender. That's true. There's deviation there there's nuance okay i, I can understand i guess you could just be a cross-dresser yeah you could just it be a cross-dresser yeah well a cross-dresser is also not a drag queen oh really okay but okay but a drag queen does cross-dress though yeah, yeah okay yeah. yeah all right so yeah cross-dresser and drag because a drag queen is a hyper is like the hyper version hyper yep. like hyper sexualized or hyper exaggerated yes right version of a cross like full-on clown yeah and drag queens generally want to perform they're performers yep mm -hmm. they're not yep. it's just, an art it's an art yeah. style 
Whereas a cross-dresser literally could just be a but guy who, dressing up. who is it an art style for? Oh, yeah. It's definitely an adult art style. Yeah, yes. exactly. Hypersexualized yeah. for adults. That yes. is the root of it. That's where it yeah. is. That's, where, that's how it originated, right? That's where it came from. I yeah. actually posted that in our chat. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you read it. The definition of drag queen from 20 years ago mm-hmm. and the definition now. What is it? And the current definition has been cleaned up to obfuscate its uh its sexual roots Mm -hmm. right they've 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 made it more of art now Mm -hmm. than Mm -hmm. something else and this and we've seen this before though uh i don't know why north america would fall for it Uh, france has a long history of calling pedophilia art right so obviously that's right it's coming over here now where they're obfuscating the, you know, uh, kid liking or kid loving or whatever it is, child abuse. And they're labeling it as, hey, it's art. Mm-hmm. No, it's fucking disgusting. It is. Exactly. And this is this is the we can't fall for that. Listen, get away from kids. Go do your art in on your own time or with your own with adults or people who can appreciate it's not young enough <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing to to grow your movement it's gonna be pretty hard to go to like your average 25 to 45 year old mm-hmm. and be like hey do you want to uh cross dress and wear dildos in front of children no, you have to start them young so that they are brought up in your culture. They're desensitized. Right? And yeah. you're desensitized to that kind of behavior. And then because it was it happened to them when they were younger, well, it's okay for them to mm-hmm. do it with in front of other children. Mm-hmm. And that's gonna that's what we're gonna see in this younger generation coming up through uh the LGBT environment. Yeah, and here's the thing, there is like we should point out there is still a lucid insane element. In the LGBTQIA 3.14689 asterisk whatever, um, like a lot of the classic gay liberals, say like Dave Rubin, mm-hmm. right? They don't support whatever this is happening right yeah. now. What's going on? Right. They're fine with just equal rights between mm-hmm. you know, like for all adults. <coughs> this is different. Uh, the gay movement at some point. It got co-opted by something well, else. Well, because it accomplished what it set out to do, and then there was a, f- a faction of that movement that wanted to keep progressing. Yeah, went off and kept progressing, and this is where we're at. Mm-hmm. So, kids is obviously uh, a point of contention these days, and who has the eyes and ears of young children? So, our next article talks about should you take your kids to a pride parade? No. The article starts by asking, is it appropriate to take your young kids to Pride? The author writes, considering the benefits for all families, including seeing other LGBTQ plus families like yours, or showing up as an ally if your family members are straight and cisgender, the answer is absolutely. Not to mention that these educational aspects of Pride are paired with joy and celebration. You know, it's so funny because you meet a lot of these young gay men. Yeah. And like... What fucking problems have you had to face in yeah. society? Like nobody has ever shit on you because you're gay, unless no. you, unless you come from the fucking middle of the sticks. Like okay, I can get that, 
But if you're gay in the city, suburbs especially, you haven't had a fucking problem in your life. And and homosexuality hasn't been uh and people oh you don't know my story. That's fine. But as a cultural movement, homosexuality hasn't been neither taboo or uh a problem oppressed since probably the 70s or 80s i mean for god's sakes freddie mercury was gay and he's one of the coolest guys of all time yeah like this is not something that was in the cultural zeitgeist to just go and hate on gay people relentlessly that passed a while ago like a long time ago right maybe at the beginning of my life maybe even before my lifetime so this idea that this was is some sort of oppression that keeps on going is just nonsensical it's like um starting with acceptance then moving on to like affirmation and then it's like worship well that and this is this and this is again the lefties had uh very superior framing on this culturally is because it's not just they didn't stop at acceptance which is every other movement stops at that Mm -hmm. it ends oh you accepted it okay moving along we're done they went one step further. They wanted affirmation. Mm-hmm. So not only do you have to accept who they are and, you know, obviously not be bigoted against them, but you actually have to go out of your way to elevate them. And that's worship, essentially. Which is it, ridiculous. Yeah. We don't do that for anybody else. And mm-hmm. that's obviously not equal treatment. No, special treatment. But that's it's, what they want. That's It is special treatment. Yeah. Uh, so the article consulted Jennifer McGuire, an associate professor of family social science at the University of Minnesota, who has been to Pride celebrations across the world with her family. McGuire, a lesbian parent, I didn't see that coming, always preps her kids for possible adult content beforehand. After a few events, the kids knew to expect nudity and other surprises. Here's the quote. <laughs> they just had to learn to laugh and enjoy things. Like, there were these beanie babies with giant penises on them, McGuire says. For a fourth and fifth grade kid, that's super funny. Yeah, I'm sure it is very fucking funny to them. But they don't understand what it's doing to them either. No. Psychologically. Kids will find a lot of things funny that may not be funny. 100%. 100%. And, uh, like, why... (laughs) I'm, I'm not sure if it was ha-ha funny or, like, nervous, like, this is weird Here's funny. the deal. If if you're allowing your kids to be exposed to sex toys when they're seven or eight, you totally failed as a parent. Mm-hmm. You have. Uh, it, it's like I'm not a parent, but I'm very much behind the idea of uh, sheltering children for as long as mm-hmm. you possibly can. Yeah. And the truth of the matter is, A, the world is a rough place. Right. There are realities in the world that children have to understand at some point, but they require a certain level of maturity. You don't need to literally force them down their throats. No. And you can explain it to them in a way that's more understandable or palpable to them. And that's really how it should be. And when they become adults, they can start making decisions on whether or not they want to see 12 inch rainbow dildos or whatever fuck is going on. Who was it? Was it Christina Aguilera? Oh my god. She was uh What happened? It was at an all ages concert and she had like a huge dildo and was just like do making yeah. heli- a helicopter yeah. circle with it. Sex, sex, sex. Yeah. That was a that, song. That was a song. It was literally just sex repeated. Um, like uh w- w- what's the thing over top a number? What's that called? Uh yeah, I know what you're talking. Yeah. I forget what yeah, it's it called. Yeah, it was though. it was sex with that thing yeah. on top of the numbers. The ampersand or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, oh, umlaut? Like the is, term, it, is that the, what it's the called? T- the two dots? No, no, no. no, no. no. The, the, the line on top of a number that means it's repeating for infinity. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I know what you're talking about, though. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that was disturbing. And it's weird that Christina... I mean, maybe it's not weird. I don't know. I haven't paid attention to Christina Aguilera in a long time. But uh, it's... um. The isn't, idea isn't that she one of those fucking Disney kids too. She probably she is. is yeah. yeah. So it makes sense. That's interesting that a lot of those Disney kids turned out to be very fu- like Britney Spears is totally fucked up now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I yeah. don't know about Justin Timberlake, but he might have got out of it in time, right? Like uh, he, I always he, liked him. Yeah, he's not really like making music or anything anymore. No, and it's hard to know what hat like. I like to think he's just smashing Jessica Biel every night. Yeah, that's true. Probably, he's probably he's living he's living his best life. Uh, like like uh, Corey Feldman exposed what's going on there. Nobody listened to him. Right. Yeah. yeah. Which is crazy. Like he literally could drop every name and nobody fucking cares. Mm-hmm. And this is the weird thing that nobody cares that kids are being molested in Shit. Hollywood. So weird. Honestly, that's that's like you get you know you take a thousand cops. You start kicking down doors and arresting people. That's what should be happening. It's not, though. Mm-hmm. Okay, I have another article here on um, the LGBT and exposing it to children. But I have a different point I want to talk about with this one that may not be uh, immediately obvious. Um, so in this article, uh, lesbian couples comment on taking their children to pride events. One lesbian parent says, the ability to see a diverse group of people and families is very valuable to kids having an open mind and feeling accepted it's just really good because they feel like they're just as valid as any other person or family another set of lesbian parents claim that exposing their children to different types of people will help them be raised to become welcoming and open to others the parents comment i think it's just really important for our kids to be able to see families that reflect ours and kind of the unique challenges that might come with that so the <coughs> point I wanted to talk about with this specifically is same-sex couples raising children and what kind of impact that'll have on the kids and probably a generation of kids um, that are still in their younger years. I don't know, because I was a single mother, so I think any two is going to be better than the one. Possibly, I, yeah. I think. Yeah, that's definitely... But I also actually... Th- for whatever reason, would argue that the single mother might be the best one. Ooh, it's interesting. Um, well, okay, so this is a tough one uh, to unpack because I don't necessarily think same-sex couples is automatically bad. Right. Simply because I've seen, you know, uh, yeah. Let's go with the norm, not the exception. Yeah. Well, I've seen. I mean, b- nuclear family is very strong. The nuclear family, yeah, a nuclear family is very strong. However, I've seen nuclear families fail spectacularly as well. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and so, I would say, as a rule, nuclear family is probably ideal. However, I always defer to individualism. And you know, if, if you have two exceptional individuals, they can still become good parents, right. right? So the individual always trumps every other sort of influence, but the individual has to exercise that you know yeah that prerogative to make something happen or that initiative but as i but i will defer to obviously i mean uh, we've seen it time and time again nuclear family is probably the mm-hmm. you know is the default best in general right 
I don't like I said. I don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with same-sex couples, but I don't. I would say this: they are disadvantaged. I think to begin with. Uh, I think there's definitely obvious benefit to be had having lessons taken from both. Mm-hmm. You know, here's the thing: if it was like an apolitical world mm-hmm. where being gay didn't for the most part put you on one side of the political spectrum maybe i would agree with that however we're at a point now where being gay or lesbian like 90 percent of the time defaults you to being very liberal mm-hmm. and being very liberal um it has real consequences for children well i mean obviously these I don't think these people are being successful because they're bringing their kids to Pratt events. And, yeah. Um, but I don't, I, I wouldn't say it like, I wouldn't necessarily blame it on them being a same sex couple. I just think their ideology is fucked. Right. Um, there's also another observation I have about this in that they are, they're attempting to, they're attempting to, inf- to, uh, how would you say, impart a morality on their children via how they feel by being inclusive or whatever which is the opposite of what morality actually is morality has nothing to do with how you feel morality is uh is intellect over instinct Mm -hmm. right people's a person's instincts will often be amoral you know um and morality is when you teach somebody why something has to be done. You teach them to understand it. It's not something that you feel. So you can't make somebody inclusive just by having them be around a bunch of people. You have to teach them why. Right. It's why all people are equal, mm-hmm. right? Why everyone has moral worth. And that's totally different. So I find the parenting technique here is kind of flabbergasting because it's not, I don't see why that would achieve what they think it's going to achieve. They fundamentally don't understand what morality is and why people are accepting. It's not something you feel. You don't just, Oh, I was about, I mean, kids don't even understand what they're doing at that point. Like they, they don't even understand the people that they're around are different. Right. Right. And without understanding why there's a difference, how would you ever understand why you shouldn't treat them different? It's, it's a shame that we don't have real people in academia doing real research because it would be very interesting to see like when it comes to lesbian couples, gay couples, mm-hmm. transgender couples, what percentage of those produce lesbian kids, gay kids, transgender kids? Mm-hmm. I was exposed to cross-dressers, transgenders, drag queens and just generally queer folk at a very young age can you say queer i think so yeah <laughs> i think it's all right yeah maybe it's, it's in there it's no i'm just kidding because <laughs> <laughs> i remember like a, i had a facebook post and i used queer yeah. and someone called me out for it it's like, also it's it's also such a dated it's so 2000 somehow somehow it's bigoted but also not yeah yeah, yeah. it, it depends it's, who it's, says it it's liberal i, th- I man. think he, i think you have privilege Based on what you've said. Yeah. So anyway, I can recall back and not ever even remotely thinking about it. Yeah. Like I didn't care. No. At all. Mm -hmm. And it's like 
like I said, the parenting technique is kind of doesn't. I don't understand what they're doing. And I was exposed, direct exposure, yeah. watching men do fucking makeup in the bathroom. Yeah, right. And it's just one of those things where it's like you are not teaching them anything necessary. Like you're teaching them to be comfortable at pride events. Like that's a thing. You're definitely teaching them that, right? But you're not teaching them the the moral uh, them framework. Teaching to be comfortable. If you're in public, you should just be comfortable. Yeah, you should be <laughs> You should have to adapt to be more comfortable <laughs> in this weird situation. But in a way, that might actually be what's happening, which could lead to Get some... Get comfortable being uncomfortable. Yeah. Um... So it's uh yeah I don't I don't get it because I I fundamentally disagree with we're how gonna take it down to the pride boy because we gotta toughen you up <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna you're gonna hang out with those pride folks <laughs> you'll become a man today so speaking of uh, comfortability 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 the right to bear all should nudity be allowed at pride this is by In Magazine nudity is not illegal as far as I know. It's not. Nudity no. in front of you children. Be, Exposing you yourself in front of children might be though. No, you could be a woman walking broad daylight without a top, and it's not illegal. It's unethical, but I don't believe it's illegal. That's true. It's not illegal. Uh, depends on local laws. It's not universally illegal, though. Yeah, that's true. No, no, but I, I mean, well, I'm saying specifically even to our our, our city. I yeah, don't yeah. think it's illegal. No, here. yeah, uh, definitely here it's not illegal. I'm, I'm aware of that for sure. Uh, but they do have like other laws they can pin on you in that situation because the law always has a way to get you um go ahead. what were you saying uh it also depends who you're nude in front of i would say well, that's yeah. your indecent exposure minors. yeah, yeah. minors stuff and like that's that. that's kind of where th what this article uh looks into okay but so now i'm curious because there's definitely going to be a difference between top and bottom nudity uh, that's true well and this is why i think that female nudity top is not illegal i think that's what it is because, because males it, isn't that's males right. isn't right so you'd be discriminating so right. they can't make it illegal that makes sense yeah so the right where bottom nudity is fucking disgusting you're a pervert i mean yeah i think dicks even like, even if you're a woman they don't really look that good How's no good? dicks are awful <laughs> i mean if women want to be bottom nude i'm fine <laughs> not all women though well yeah well trans women Okay, everybody's <laughs> got to be fully clothed. <laughs> Full of clothes all the time. The article starts by asking whether nudity of pride is even legal, which in most cases would be a big no. But on pride, as with similar Mardi Gras, uh, law, law enforcement has what could be considered a more relaxed approach and will turn a blind eye. This means more or less you can be naked as long as you're conducting yourself in a responsible manner. Quote, in my professional experience working with Pride, nudity has never been an issue with the committee. Uh, this is the co-programming -pro director at Pride um, for Toronto and editor of Yahomo uh, magazine or something. Uh, folks naked in the parade or walking down Church Street have always been part of the expression and freedom of that big weekend. The discourse of whether nudity is offensive appears to be the clearest line in the sand between both camps. For one side, nudity is very adult for a space that welcomes families. For others, nudity is an expression, a nod to our ancestors who fought for our rights and sexual freedom. And the article no, author what? article's author said concludes by saying, Neither argument is wrong, of course. They're just personal. And if pride is anything, it is being able to acknowledge who we are 
and how we feel. Which fucking general was on the front line of fucking <laughs> fighting for sexual, sexual freedom? freedom? <laughs> you know, uh, who, Mark who, Miley? Yeah, yeah. Who's that? Yeah, is that Mark Miley? Yeah. Uh, okay. First thing, Mardi Gras is an exclusively adult event. Yes, it is. Which is why you can have nude people. And that's Mardi Gras. Fun. Well, doesn't it just occur in? New Orleans, New Orleans, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Or and, and or no, they, they it's like a few blocks or whatever they do. They cordon off an area okay, and it's like okay. a giant street mm-hmm. party. So that's an ex- the reason why people are naked at Mardi Gras is it's an adult event. Nobody would have a problem with nudity at pride parades if there was no children involved. Yeah, like nobody and people previously never had a problem with it. And this is the thing: the problem only started occurring when you started involving kids mm-hmm. and. Like it or not. Yeah, I've essentially seen live sex shows, but there weren't kids. Involved. That's right. Yeah. it Like it or not, that's a but problem. But that's the scene. The same scene that's having the live sex shows is trying to have the fucking drag happy hour. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, the story it's, hour. It's fucked. Yeah. And, and while simultaneously trying to deny that it's sec- adult sexual in nature. Right. And it's like, no, we know it's sexual in nature. We're not blind. We can see and read fucking history books. <laughs> not like we need a... A, a deeply written one. Yeah. Like, it it's obvious. Like 30 fucking 40 years. And it's obvious. There, fucking Kayla comes or whatever your yeah. fucking name is. Well, that's the thing, too, is like they have, they're so overtly sexual, but they're like, oh, no, we're just reading story. But listen, I don't want a naked porn star reading a storybook to my kid either, mm-hmm. even if I've enjoyed all her porn as an adult. Yeah, right? Jenna Jameson can stay over there. Yeah. Stay away from my kid because this is the thing. There is historically and overtly adult content right and then and that adult content is not suitable for children in any context right i also most uh like porn awards and stuff don't have naked people in there but i'm not saying well let's bring the kids to the avn awards like this is ridiculous (laughs) yeah well the the line is being blurred right between like i guess what a kid can consume mm-hmm. and uh what is inappropriate because kids are becoming hypersexualized. so in that realm of thinking they're able to consent to viewing adult material and it doesn't doesn't take like uh, a social engineer with a phd to realize where this goes when you hypersexual that's, that's right when you hypersexualize children and you get children accustomed to being around sexual adults, mm-hmm. it leads to... Oh, oh, sexual deviancy is so hyper-accelerated yeah. the younger you're... Yeah, yeah they they are... The, the roadmap here is clearly how do we normalize pedophilia? Yeah. Yeah, well, you're, you're feeding them with, um, I guess, sexual material and in schools. And they don't realize it. And that's the problem is I think a lot of people are just doing it inadvertently. Of course, yeah, because a lot of people are like doing it under the banner. Because we're of fucking liberals, we inclusion, be... uh, whatever they want to say. You know, well, we're they have the backing tolerant. of tolerance. They have the backing of the state, right? Yeah. So that makes it seem like it's okay. And the media industrial complex as well. Yeah. Uh, and it, like I said, this is all this is all the roadmap to normalize pedophilia. I know someone's gonna say, "Well, that's a slippery slope." Yes, but every slippery slope has turned into a cliff in the last 20 years. So uh, I'm just going to uh, assume this one will too. About three years ago, I've told the story before, but I'll tell it again. I was at a family function with, uh, there was two gay, gay guys there. They were a couple. 
and uh, we were talking about the LGBT, and I was talking about then how it seemed like they were like very hyper focused on children, and it seemed like they were trying to normalize pedophilia, and that ended the family function uh, a little bit early that evening. But it seems like now, um, maybe uh, I was on to something. Was it, that, that was like a giga Chad moment for you, I guess. That was my, that was my, uh, that's probably my first introduction into, um, c- conservative thinking mm-hmm. and, and also applying it in a very liberal setting. Cause I, that was, I was just starting to gain traction at that time. Mm-hmm. And that's, yeah, that was my, that was my come to moment. That's your, that's your Arizona's gassing pedophiles moment. Yeah. So I thought we end off with something a little bit light. <laughs> I know it's not uh, in the news as much as it was initially, but monkeypox is still on uh, the radar for some. That's so weird. They just call it a pandemic, didn't they? Yes, like, it is. Yeah, yeah, whatever they're calling. What's the pandemic. definition of a pandemic? It's it's an epidemic that's worldwide, or it's wherever they fuck it. W- they want it to be. Yeah, yeah. Actually, <laughs> it's whatever they want it to be. To be honest, but that's what it was. Yeah. So the WHO insists. Pride parades pose low monkeypox risks because the transmission is linked to enclosed spaces, but warns LGBT community that condoms will not prevent people from catching it. So pride parades apparently pose little risk of spreading monkeypox because Because it's outside. Most transmission is linked to enclosed spaces such as nightclubs, a World Health Organization advisor has hinted. Many cases have been traced back to gatherings in indoor spaces where the virus transmits through physical touch. Isn't that interesting? What's isn't what, that hold interesting? On. What is the gathering in indoor spaces a euphemism for here? Oh, uh, sex orgies. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I just case, wanted to make case, sure. Case, case orgies. Just get it up. Uh, yeah. but it's it's interesting though how we had coronavirus, be, right? Because like gay clubs, you have people rubbing on each other, but this still happens in straight clubs. It does. I mean, you know what? I don't know like what the uh I don't understand what the point of calling it like a it's almost like they're calling it AIDS like I think what it is is because uh there is it has to do with more promiscuous and overt sexual tendencies in the gay community. Right. It it just happens to be that the gay community is in, engaging in more of this activity than say the straight community. Well, yeah, the Promiscuity yeah. is like pretty high, in but the in th- in theory, if you had an equally, uh, say you had two two bars, right, where there's sex orgies going on, one one is straight and one is gay, but they're engaging in the same sort of level. Theoretically, you would have the same sort of transmission. Okay, so promiscuity occurs more often in LGBTQ scene, I think, generally because you're dealing with men, and men in general. Are oh yeah. They're men, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Whether they're fucking oh yeah, absolutely. Gay or not. Like we've been, like we've known for forty years that the gay community was is very promis- promiscuous, at least versus the straight community. Now, obviously, straight people are promiscuous as well. Absolutely, they just need to be a little more comfortable. Yeah, where gay men are like, I'm comfortable because guess what? I'm a fucking man. Right? <laughs> let's I, let's do this, and, <laughs> and I'm probably on meth. <laughs> well, yeah, and then and the, yeah, there's the drugs are also rampant. Right? Yeah, drugs are uh, drugs are a thing too. Uh, which brings down your inhibitions, right? Yeah. And and that still happens in the straight community, but there is sort of like no, you're right. But it it was heavily like in. It was yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. It, it's part of the culture, though. It's the hookup culture yeah, like probably wh- stems whippets, from that. Whippets yeah. of the '70s yeah. or whatever, and 
Yeah, it's it's totally like a it's totally a thing. And so when they say like the monkeypox is coming gay community or yeah, it, it just so happens that they're engaged in this sort of activity more. It has nothing to do with like they are more predisposed to spread it technically because they're not right. Like I mean, a gay I'm man and a straight man is no different. What about fucking NCAA wrestlers? Like getting have to stop collegiate wrestling entirely because you got sweaty men fucking it's rubbing true. up on each other multiple times a day. Well, here's the thing they aren't telling you about monkeypox because they want you to be afraid. Uh, it has like as 100% survival rate in Western oh, nations. Yeah. Right? So they advertise the 10%, 10% of the people that get it die. But that's it's like a, all from Africa. Yeah. All from Africa. So uh, yeah, how many people even had it? Like, yeah. And they've had outbreaks of monkeypox in North America yeah. multiple times. I only, I only read of one, I think, maybe 15 years ago, yeah. of like 100 people. Yeah. And nobody dies because the what's the skin deformity. Yeah. It's just basically. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's like chicken pox. Same thing. But uh, if you had, the, like you say, you had the small packs, small packs, small, small oh, pox right, vaccine. Right. Shingles has something to do with chicken. Pox, yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You are Im- you're probably immune to monkeypox, or you have high level resistance to it, which also probably explains why. If you've had chickenpox, no, uh, smallpox, if or a smallpox vaccine. Oh, okay, okay. Interesting though, um, how they focus on open spaces versus enclosed spaces, where probably as early as a year ago, we had limits on outdoor gatherings for uh, the flu. <laughs> But yeah. now the LGBT pride pride yeah. parades <laughs> are are business. It's businesses go as as businesses good to go. Oh, it's just business so as normal. What what happened to science, man? What happened? Well, how do you catch monkeypox? Coronavirus was through. It's an aerosol spread, but it, it turned. Here's the thing. It's just saliva. Yeah, or, or sneezes, coughs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but d- coronavirus. The coronavirus dies instantaneously in sunlight, huh. like, like, like v- so fast it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So when they locked us down in the summer, guess what they did? Festering it. Or- they made it worse. Yeah. And they, they well, they also whoa, whoa. They, they allowed certain outdoor gatherings. Even during coronavirus, good if you old, remember, good old riots. Yeah, the riots, those the mostly peaceful, BLM fiery riots. riots those, those were allowed. No shit, eh? Don't you remember? Like they had the experts come out and said, "Well, the, this virus is very deadly." However, yeah, because they were all masked up. Okay. However, the the threat to black individuals is even more deadly. So go out and kill yourselves. Mostly peaceful <laughs> riots. Um, the, here's an interesting thing. Now I just thought of. Are they bullshitting us again? Like they did about COVID? Maybe it will spread in outdoor environments. Well, I mean, if if you're having sex in outdoor spaces, it'll probably, probably still spread, right? So, oh my God. I'm that, sure there's some of that going on. That means if that guy, if if I'm at a pride parade and the guy with the dildo body suit, suit starts approaching me, I'm going to just fucking knock him right <laughs> Don't you get close to me with those dildos. You don't want to chance it. No, I would never do that. that we don't condone violence. Wait, yeah, you do. You you advocate for civil war all the time. I'm totally for violence. If necessary. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, whatever then. Ignore that. So, in uh, totality, um, it was an it was another, I guess, successful Pride Month for the left. 
But um, honestly, the, I, I, I honestly what did think they achieve? I well, they, they got to do more outrageous sexual behaviors in public in front of young kids. But I will say this, though. But the, there's been a bigger pushback than ever before. And this the Pride month. and the season finale overturning Roe v. Wade. Right. This is the greatest Pride Month of all time. <laughs> People are fucking getting <laughs> it's getting old. They're hating it. They're disliking it a lot. The white man's taking it back, baby. <laughs> <laughs> you bigot. Here's a question. How did they get a month? A whole fucking month. Well, yeah. I mean, Black's got a fucking history month, right? So they were I, I didn't understand well. Black History Month either. You know what? Uh, Morgan Freeman had a perfect answer to Black History Month. He said he doesn't believe in it. And uh, the 60 Minutes guy, I forget what his name was. Uh, might have been Wa- one of the Wallaces, the, the elder Wallace. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, why don't you believe in it? He's because he's, he's like, because every month is Black History Month. American history is Black history. Mm-hmm. He's like, why would I have a special month for that? And I'm like, yeah, he's right. Yeah, <laughs> it's totally right. It's like one of the most massive parts of their history. Yeah, exactly. Every month is Black History Month. Um, obviously, they get them like Pride gets a month because it's a politicized thing now, right? It's it's the point to sort of like beat you over the well, head with it every fucking other day is something like we just had indigenous day the other <coughs> day like but why is, is why is canada you, day is, not indigenous is it beat day? you over the head or shove it down your throat <laughs> <laughs> why do why does every fucking day or everything need some special unique label which is what they're trying to achieve in this young generation trying to give them all yes through inclusivity yeah. by giving them all unique identity well what's realizing the underlying issue that by creating these unique they're identities, creating divisions they're no they're all the same fucking person well they're like, they're creating divisions because you're setting some other minority or oppressed group is going to be like well when do we get our day or when do we get our month or when exactly, do we get yeah, whatever yeah, yeah yeah and this this reminds me of the animal farm quote all the animals are equal. Some are more equal than others. That's right. Well, are we just going to take June as Super Straight Pride Month? Or should we advocate for our own month? No, man. I'm doing the Morgan Freeman. All year round. <laughs> Every month is Super Straight Month. I, I can dig that. I can <laughs> dig that. Super Straight Life, eh? You'll be down. Don't worry. Uh, it is what it is. <laughs> We can indoctrinate you. That's right. We got time to groom you. <laughs> they have, nobody's successfully indoctrinated me yet. <laughs> I, th- I think people will watch this podcast and go, that motherfucker's definitely indoctrinated. Right wingers. <laughs> <laughs> the right wing indoctrinated you. That's the other thing. Oh, too. They definitely did. They got me just randomly one day. Do, pulled you into a van. Yeah. Well, no, you know what? It was Trudeau. It was Trudeau. Yeah. yeah. Trudeau pulled you into a van with his retarded rhetoric. Oh, just fucking what an idiot. Has it's, there been it's embarrassing. Like it's actually I'm so embarrassed about uh, the the bullshit that I was buying into because of uh Liberalism? No, it was weed. No, it was weed. Weed you wanted Oh, you're weed. that guy. The one issue voter. You're the one issue voter. Well, I didn't vote. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't vote. Now, see, but since then, since then, I have absolutely learned the under and uh, understand the importance of of being active and voting, and you need to. And and I run into a lot of people who are like, "Well, what the fuck's the point? My my voice doesn't matter." No, it does. 
It actually really does. They, they've done a good job at destabilizing us in that regard by making everybody think that their voice does. The point is, is that not that a single voice makes a difference. The point is, is that if we all get together, our voices combined make the difference. But they've been able to sort of destabilize us so that some people are just they're just demoralized. Right. Ah, fuck it. Liberals are individually pussies. Absolutely. Pretty yeah. much the almost all of the ones that I've ever met are just challenging for even a second. Unless they, they need 10 people around. Well, every every debate with a liberal goes the same way. Uh, they hit you with anti-science or anti-logic. You hit them with actual science, actual facts. Then they call you a bigot. And then you give them more facts. Then they call you a racist. Then you hit them with more facts. Then they block you. And that's usually how it goes. Uh, you know that personally i think yeah yeah i've had i've dealt with it a few times <laughs> it's actually fucking insane yep the classic getting blocked because they don't want discussions they want ideology or if they know you're totally right they want discussions the other issue is that there are liberals out there who uh who do believe in facts and logic still but they want to have a discussion right so then when you tell them that Oh, no, well, this is, you know, this study here or that there or whatever, the math, whatever you want to uh, give them. They're like, well, you sound, you sound like you just want to be right. You don't want to have a discussion. And it's like they're two plus two uh, equals four. There's no discussion. I, I am right. That's the problem. Is <laughs> I, I was just letting you know the facts. Yeah, <laughs> That's like, the discussion. <laughs> it's like, it's so crazy. Um, but that was the most mind-blowing thing is like, is <laughs> I I became very anti-Trudeau, anti-liberal, and immediately became pro-gun and how all of like the right It's wing, interesting, isn't it? All of the right-wing politics are kind of just like all amalgamated into this perfect little those founding fathers, man. Well, Smart men. Absolutely. The it's because the the libertarian or the right-wing position or whatever you want to call it, it's coherent. Right. This is why everything sort of leads into everything else, because once you understand what's going on, everything else just sort of makes sense. It's like a well-built machine. That's right. So you look at it. Oh, this makes sense. Oh, and this makes sense. And why oh, we do this because this makes. And so it's it's something that is. It's almost like uh, how would you say scientifically falsifiable because everything makes sense. Whereas the left wing position, it's just random. We feel. Yeah. We feel. <laughs> we, uh, we feel. And, and it's like you just throw shit at a dartboard and whatever feels good, you go with. And so you got to learn how to keep those feelings in and let them out when necessary. If you're expressing yourself artistically, sure, bring your feelings out. But if you're trying to fucking try a human being, your feelings don't matter. Mm -hmm. Well, they're all about uh, feeling good at all times. Yeah, big time. It is, hedonism. Yeah, has, hedonism is a problem. Definitely, because the that, that probably ties in with this episode quite a bit, right? Is well, it, it, these people, even though they might subconsciously think that, hey, this might not be the right thing to be doing these kind of acts in front mm -hmm. of young kids. It feels good in the moment, man. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to go with it. How can something that f I know the classic line is how can something that feels good be wrong? Yeah. Yeah. Which, again, is there's a lot of these. Uh, well, then it's also they're thinking about themselves. It yeah. feels good for them, but it's maybe robbing that young child of their innocence. Yeah, they 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 employ a lot of these sound bites or idioms or euphemisms that uh, sound on the surface when said 
sound great. Love is love. Yeah. Or how can something that feels good be wrong? But like, there's a lot of these things that you just hear that and you're like, yeah, that, that makes sense. But when you probe it a bit, you're like, wait a second. No, that definitely doesn't make sense. Yeah, there's a fallacy here. <laughs> right? You know. Love yourself. Yeah. Really. And because like love is love. It, well, you can't apply that to an adult and a kid. Right? Because an adult is not intended to love children like sexually. that. Sexually. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So love isn't love. You, you can't love or bestiality or whatever. You can't love everything equally. Uh, Tell and, it to mystery lady. Yeah. <laughs> and then like, like I'm sure s- serial killers feel great when they're killing people. Right. But it's still wrong. Right. And so there's always, there's always going to be some sort of like f- there it's a fallacy or misleading, it, but the soundbite works. Right. And, and it, the left is the best at this. They've, they've, They've weaponized language, and they've weaponized social manipulation. Live, laugh, love. Yeah, it, it's it's like they've got it to a science. It's the only, it's the only thing they got to a science, to be honest, is that. Should we uh, wrap it up so we don't get any monkeypox? Yeah, we're, we're pretty close here. Um, I guess that's it. I mean, uh, tell us what you think. Yeah, uh, I, it was good having uh, a different viewpoint for this one because if uh, – Mr. Handsome was on. It would have been a bit of an echo chamber, so I appreciate uh, the different views of Spellmaster A. Yeah, and, and if Mr. Handsome was on, we would probably need the real pride flag for him. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, that does it for us. <coughs> uh, you can uh, follow us through Linktree, where all of our platforms are on there. Um, I think we're still on YouTube for now. For now. For now. Like, subscribe, share. YouTube will ban us if we get 100 subscribers, probably, because we'll be too big at that point. Get banned, <laughs> but, uh, uh, we're also on Rumble. so Don't subscribe. Just fucking comment. <laughs> all the, and get us all the views. Yeah, comments are good. I like, I like yeah. the interaction. Well, and just leave it. Just put us on loop. Make a playlist. Put it in there. Maybe we'll put some, like, uh, of the, what are those waves called that are good? Which ones? The ones that put people to sleep. Oh, uh, Delta Waves. Delta Waves. We'll put yeah. some Delta Waves in there because those seem to get good views, those mm-hmm. videos. And then and then the Delta Waves will cut off randomly while you're sleeping. And then it'll be us talking about like transphobic bigotry. And then the Delta Waves will continue so we won't know that you're being indoctrinated. Perfect indoctrination. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I th- maybe we should do kitchen. Maybe we should do kitchen hacks. Top five kitchen hacks to get like a, a billion views. Yeah. Because all those kitchen hack channels have like all the views. So then in- insert that Pikachu in the non expected. <laughs> <laughs> in the middle of the kitchen <laughs> hacks, we'll have a clip. <laughs> <laughs> Something about being based, then go back to the kitchen hacks. Or while we're doing the kitchen hacks, that might be something. That, there you go. We'll, we'll p- p- provide a wraparound service. That's right. Okay. We'll, we'll look into I that. I don't know any kitchen hacks. Oh, it's okay. It's fine. We'll do, we'll get Just you watch the, the video. We'll get you to do the voiceover. All right. That's it. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Till next time. Come on, man.